What's going on, everybody? My name is Jesse Rivera, and welcome back to another episode of Comic Talk, the podcast. Episode 42? That's right. Episode number 42. And you are about to listen to my very dear friend, Ms. Emily Peterson. She's going to talk a little bit about, eh, you know, all the stuff we tend to talk about on this show. Emily is our guest this week, and it's a very special week for her because she will be performing on Sunday, January the 19th at the Sacramento Comedy Spot with the Invisible Disabilities Comedy Show, hosted, of course, by uh, Amber Whitford and produced by Ali Yeda and Drew Kimsey. Um, also on this show, uh, there will be performances by uh, Dejan Tyler, A.J. DeMello, Kay Brittany Davis, Robert Vogel, Emily Peterson, Legs Malone, and your headliner, Mr. Michael Sella. Going to be a great show. Hey, uh, tonight, Friday night, uh, January the 17th, don't forget that uh, the Friday show is going on at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. That starts at 9 p.m. And if you're like, hey, what's the Friday show? Well, then you didn't listen to the last episode of Comic Talk. That's what your problem is. And um, I just got in from an open mic. I was over at On The Y. Love that place. So much fun. And uh, practicing my storyteller set. What's a storyteller set, Jesse? Well, I'm taking a class, and I will be in a class performance on Monday, January the 27th at the Callback Bar inside the Punchline. You should check it out. I'm sure there'll be information about that coming up soon but for now enough about me let's get on with the episode episode number 42 of comic talk the podcast with my dear friend ms emily peterson enjoy the podcast folks have a great day peace What did you have for breakfast? Brunch? I had eggs and bacon, potatoes, sourdough bread. It's pretty. Is sourdough your go-to bread? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? A big fan of the sourdough. My mom loves sourdough. And now, like, I don't do bread a lot. So, like, when I do do bread, I do sourdough in homage to my mom. No. Oh. Yeah. Because wow. I'm the biggest mama's boy you're ever going to meet. I know. Yeah. yeah. How are you? I'm good. It's been too long. It's been a minute. I think that everyone that follows the podcast uh all the fan mail i get is like uh aren't you and emily best friends and how has she not been on your podcast well we tried but you know too much about me yeah and i'm glad you told me that you gave me that note the other night and i like i really sat in it and i was like yeah so i need to talk to you like i don't know anything about you or at least less or less yeah (laughs) How have you been, man? Um, solid. Doing good. Doing good. Glad the holidays are over. Um, chilling. Uh, took some time off work over the holidays. Going to get back to it. Um, doing good. Feeling strong. You want to introduce yourself? For I'm our... Emily. Just Emily? Yeah, I'm Emily Peterson. Um, I'm a person. I'm a human being that lives in Sacramento and does comedy. Yes, you are an amazing human that lives in Sacramento and does comedy. How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, it was a year in October, so enter when you listen to this. It'll be 
Okay. Yeah. When um in that year, did did you love it the whole time, or was mm-hmm. there was there times when you were like, I don't, why am I doing this? I hardly like it. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, uh, it's fine. It's just uh, it's just a great thing for all my insecurities to attack me all the time. Um, but no, it's fun. I I I enjoy it. I like right after I do a set. Really? Yeah. I like right after and sometimes during, but I do not like before at all. I love the before and the right after, and I don't all, I'm not always cognizant of the during. Yeah, I sometimes I black out during, but um, I, I like it better than before. Before sucks. I hate before. Really? Even like days before, week before, two weeks before. I'm starting to get that. So, like, sometimes I feel like, oh, this is horrible. I don't have any shows booked. But then, like, I remind myself that when I have a show booked, all I do is stress out about the upcoming show. So it's kind of nice to. Yeah, exactly. I do that a lot. Right. It's like a double-edged sword. Like, you want to be on shows. Well, I mean, if you're a comedian, like, you got to comedy comedy. You got to comediate. Yeah, you do have to comediate. Yeah. So, but it's scary. What's so what but what's scary is the is the moment leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything leading up to it, all the preparation. Um, a lot of what I've learned this year is like what I have to do to feel good on stage, like what my day has to be like. Um, and the difference between like what I eat and what I do and what I consume in general, uh, before performing and how that affects my performance. So I'm always worried I'm gonna be in like a bad mood on like or do something shitty right. um, on a day of performance, but I'm finally starting to realize that I have a lot of control over that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been big. That's been a big hurdle to cross. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something that, that I, I, I tried to be very cognizant of is that like the whole, even the, the night before and the day of the show, like hum, like I, I want to be well rested. I don't want to be full. I want to be hydrated. Yeah, be- you want caffeine, but not too much caffeine. Right. You maybe want a drink or two, but not like three. Right. I was going <laughs> to ask because I don't drink, but if I drank, I think that I would be the guy that wanted to go up with at least a grin of a buzz. You know, how, like when you when you start drinking and like with me, when I would drink, like the first thing that would give me is like I would catch myself like, oh, my, I got that grin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it does put like a beer or two puts me in a good mood but like as soon as i get close to buzzed i'm no good really no good at all like you saw a lot of that at uh at uh, almond tree i did that all the time when there was that mic at almond tree because it was so much fun and you're so like at almond tree sometimes i would forget that i was there to work and i would just get caught so caught up in the oh so-and-so's here and so-and-so's here and like before and then- i knew it it was like my time to go up and I wasn't ready. Yeah, I did that a lot. Um, and they had that indoor smoking area and I smoked at the time. So that was pretty incredible. I wonder if I even like it there now that I don't care about the smoking area. You know, we were driving by it last night and uh, my friend brought up that it just smells like cigarettes in there because of the indoor smoking room. I loved that thing when I smoked. Yeah, everybody loved the indoor smoking room yeah. there. It was yes. killer, but then all the well, I mean, comics are always smoking during other people's sets, anyways. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You, how many great sets did you miss because you were outside smoking, right? Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. So how many days now without smoking? It's been like 40 days. 40 days. Yeah. Do you see it as behind you now? No. No? No, it's like always breathing down my neck. Like I always want one so bad. You know, that's the way like I've like I, I heard uh, an addict once say that uh, – my addiction is in my addiction is in the room next to me doing push-ups. Like your addiction's waiting for you. Like, do you feel that way about smoking? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I've just been doing it for so long. I started when I was fifteen, and so like I grew up with it. It's really hard for me to like imagine what my life is like and how I deal with things without that device to cope with. Um, so I don't. I don't know. It was really helpful using the patch and the nicotine gum. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm just doing my best. Uh, when I drink, I want it so bad, like really bad. So. You you talk a lot in your comedy about just like some of the struggles that you deal with, and it's just like struggles that like a lot of people deal with, you know. Yeah. And do you think that right now being successful with quitting smoking is going to help you lay the foundation to maybe like tackle some of the other stuff that that you that you fight with? I mean, it's it's nice to know that I can do stuff like that's very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, possibly, you haven't maybe. thought you haven't thought that far down the road. It's no, like, yeah. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a very. I I'm not a huge future tripper. I mean, like, I'm just trying to stay alive, man. <laughs> All right, and have yeah. you always been that way? Uh, yeah. I mean anxiety gets me thinking about the future and stuff sometimes but mostly i'm usually in the present and in the past that that's usually where i reside i'm not a huge future person okay yeah speaking of anxiety we're next gonna get to see you on stage during the invisible disability show is yeah. that your next show yeah my next show is going to be on that stage at the comedy spot on um what is that? Sunday, January the 19th. Yes, you're correct. Yes. yes the 19th. I did my research. Spot. Well done, sir. Thank yeah. you. I finally have some stuff on the calendar. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be really, really fun. How 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 important has the Invisible Disability shows been to like helping you find your 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 calling in this first year and a half of comedy? It's been huge. Allie and Drew are so supportive and cool, and uh, that's just been such a nice room. Um, and it's been it's been cool for developing my material uh, that it relates to my anxiety and my depression, and my bipolar disorder, and my ADD. Even um, it's really it's really a great resource for us to have in the community. Um, so I'm a big fan of that show. Right, I think it's great. I I've been on the the show a couple of times and I've like and both times like there's been like coworkers or family members that have gone to the show not knowing what to expect. They're just like, "Oh, it's a comedy show." And like you try to like prepare them for it. Like this comedy show's a little bit different. It's the Invisible Disabilities comedy show and they're like, "Oh, okay." But then when they after the show, they're always like kind of like, "Wow, I didn't realize and one of the things that, that, that people always say to me is they will they will always relate to somebody on the show. Like, oh, for sure. Like, that happens to me. Or like, oh, that's what I deal with, and I didn't realize that. Or like, or it, it helps people realize that, 
and really, I think most importantly that that we're not alone when these struggles. Oh, for sure, and like, and it helps you realize that some of these struggles are actually funny and they can be in your conventional material and they don't necessarily need to be a huge bummer uh, because it is relatable to people off the ID stage. So like I use a lot of my stuff in general, like I talk about being bipolar and my ADD and stuff, not at invisible disabilities Mm-hmm. now because it's been tested and it works and it doesn't necessarily need to be an audience that's primed for that right right because we all we all relate to that in one way or another what um is there anybody on the do you know anybody else that's on the show i think like mike sellers on it legs malone is on it yeah that's enough right there L- legs malone is hilarious he's like, really funny i can't wait to see him again and, and mike seller he's great and I, i've been hearing um, I'm assuming that some of the material that I've heard him testing out at the uh, Invisible Disabilities Open Mic is going to be some of the stuff that he's done. He's going to be doing. So I'm really looking forward to that. And so that's this Sunday, right, at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. I'll air this in time so that we're talking about it. Okay, good. In real time. Yeah. In real yeah, time. Yeah, the 19th. What? Um, so when you and I met, we met in an improv class. We did. And, like, doing comedy was always in the back of my mind. But I never thought that I that I would try it or I thought that I thought that I would eventually take the class and just like do the class performance. And I'd be happy with like checking the box of like saying, oh, I took a stand up class like, I, you know, I did my five minutes, you know, when when you took the because, imp- OK, you took the improv class. We met an improv class and then I tried to get you to take another improv class with me and then that's when you said no let's take a stand-up class yeah where where were you with with trying improv out like because because you said that like growing up you always wanted to be a comic but what pointed you in the direction of improv in the first place uh okay so that's fun i always wanted to do comedy my whole life ever since i was a little kid um and i just never got around to it because i was too too insecure too anxious uh, too uncomfortable in my own skin. Uh, I tried it when I was like 20, but I didn't have anything interesting to say. I was just a dumb 20-year-old. Um, but so then uh, I broke up with my boyfriend when I was like 26 or something. And we took an improv. Uh, we broke up, but we decided to take improv together for some reason. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Marshall. Uh, he was there. Um, so we decided to do improv and that just kind of gave me the confidence I needed to, uh, perform anything. So, um, after that, I felt a little bit better about myself and, uh, we met and we went to that concert. What concert was David Byrne? David Byrne. Yes. Yes. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So improv was just something i thought would be fun for marshall and i to do uh, but i didn't know it would give me such exposure to the community and make me feel confident enough to pursue my dreams and stuff like that's crazy that's crazy yeah you know what else is crazy when we convinced each other that this idea of telenovela would be a good idea telenovela is a great idea man how proud are you of working in telenovela uh telenovela is great it gets better every time um it's just uh, it's such a cool show um i i love how high tech it is i love how difficult it is um 
it's just been an amazing thing to be a part of and we've gotten to work with so many cool improvisers yep and for those of you listening at home who are like what in the world's a telenovela telenovela is an improv show you want to describe what telenovela is uh sure telenovela is an improvised uh soap opera that we perform in which the players on stage are voiced by offstage actors uh so uh there's people on microphones and the people on stage acting don't know what they're going to be saying um so that's really fun and then to make it a little bit even cooler we have lights and sound and music uh which isn't super common in improv um we have someone in the booth um who's watching and making it cool with the effects and so we have really cool um like going from scene to scene we have musical breaks and everything it's really cool it's like definitely worth watching even if you don't like improv you'd probably find something you like about telenovela yeah because we've we've convinced a couple of our friends to show up at telenovela shows and of course they're they're comic friends because like that's what all of our friends are are comics and they always are like they don't know what to expect but then they're they're blown away at like how high tech our improv show is and if you're really interested in our improv show our next one is do you know the date because i know the date february 7th 6th february 6th all right tell them when our next show is emily our next show is going to be february 6th uh part of the new thursday scramble at comedy spot right yeah yes yeah Yeah. So, so definitely check it out it's so much fun after struggling to stay up until ten thirty for almost a year they, it'll be a, oh we're almost at our year in march in march will be a year of so, telenovela it's so cool right yeah we've come pretty far yes we have what do you want telenovela to do next uh next for telenovela i would like i don't know we're doing so good i want more of what we're doing and I just want more people to discover us and to keep getting better and better so that I want us to have like a cult following where everybody's like psyched about it and people go, tell a novella. Yes. Yeah. I think that's kind of, that's all I want too. It's like, I just want the next show to be even more tella, hella tella. Hella tella. Yeah. I want every show to be hella tella and I want people to be excited about it. And I, yeah, I want... I want the same thing you want for it. I think that's why we love the show so much. Word. Yep. Word. What do you want next for Emily the Comic? Uh, I want Emily the Comic to just keep getting funnier, keep getting more confident, keep writing jokes. Um, I want my talent to catch up with my taste because <laughs> I want to I want to write better. I want to just keep getting out there. I want to take on more and more difficult shows. How often do you, do you write every day? No, 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 not so, at all. Um, I'm trying to actually, as of this year, I, uh-huh. I, I've started writing every day, but not necessarily comedy, just like writing. I'm trying to write 750 words a day. Oh, are you doing that exercise? There's a Facebook group on there. Yeah, that's doing I'm in that. that, I'm in that Facebook group. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm trying, I've, I've done like six or seven days of it, when- but not in a row. When, <coughs> excuse me, You're hold excused. on. <coughs> when you write, do you write uh, pen to paper or do you write keyboard on a computer? Uh, either pen to paper or on my phone. You can write on your phone. Yeah. 
I think that's something your generation can do. Yeah, man. I was born in 91. I can do stuff like that. Man. Yeah. And, and like these uh, these exercises of 750 words, that you're doing those on your phone? Yeah, sometimes. Some of them. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed with that because I, I could not do that. Yeah, it, it's just like a... It, Basically, just like texting my ex-boyfriend when I was mad at him. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. When, um, can you talk a little bit about, um, I saw that you're going to be on a show with uh, Alicia Davis and Carolyn Martin. Oh, love horrors. Love horrors? Horror? Horror. Like the genre of movie horror. Okay, horror. horror. Love horrors. Horror. That's a hard one. It is. How did she come up with that? And um, whose show is it? It's Alicia Davis's show. You should ask her about that. Um, but it's going to be hella fun. Um, and it's just uh, like we're going to be talking about love addiction and terrible relationships we've been in in the past and tell some stories. And it's going to be really fun. And, and that's that's going to be a 1030 show at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Part of like that whole 1030 rotation is like people are allowed to pitch shows to Brian Crawl at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. He takes those ideas, gives you guys a time. And do you know when that show's going to be? Yeah, that's going to be February 8th. Oh, that's coming up. Yeah. So it's the same week as the as the next telenovela show. Uh, yeah, actually that week I have telenovela on Thursday, um, camp at stab on that Friday and then love horrors that Saturday. Have you been to a camp at stab yet? No, I haven't. I got to do that show, uh, about a week ago and it was so much fun. He makes s'mores. Drew Abschner, by the way, who's going to be on telenovela soon, not, excuse me, who's going to be on comic talk, the podcast soon, Drew Abschner. He makes homemade s'mores, and he even made them. He made them gluten free, so that nobody in the audience will be able to say, "Oh, I can't do that." He he thought of the audience. He made these bomb s'mores. That's sweet. Passed them out to the audience. The show is done completely in the dark. You get to hold up the flashlight, a la the little kids in the sandlot when they're telling the the scary stories, and you get to tell your scary story. Oh my gosh! And it's not like a traditional. Like, you know, ghost story or like, like you just tell like uh, what, what was scary to you. So, oh yeah. Do you got your story picked out? I'm not going to ask you to tell it, but obviously, right. Cause everybody's going to go to the show to hear you tell. Yeah. It's going to be pretty story. scary. Did you have a um, lot have of scary. in mind. So you already have it in mind yeah. and you're working on it. And I asked my friend for permission and she said I could. So. Nice. Do you know who else is on that show with you? I do. Uh, I don't think do. it's on the flyer. No, it's not on the flyer. It's probably in Miss... Uh, Maybe in like a chat you got going on? Yeah, I totally have one. So on my show, we had... Um, I was stoked to be to for my show because one of my favorite comics, Emma Haney, was on my show. So I got to hear Emma Haney tell a crazy story about a long night of drinking. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, Johnny's going to be on it. Oh, wow. Johnny yeah. Taylor. So it looks like Adam Strawbridge, uh, Benton, Harshaw, um, Johnny Taylor, Parker, and Skip. Parker Newman and Skip Bacon? Yeah. That's a stacked lineup, folks. It's going to be pretty killer. It's going to be sold out for sure. Yeah. The show that I attended, like, he sells tickets ahead of time on Eventbrite, and... I'm pretty sure the show that I was on was sold out. Yes, because they said it was the second time the show sold out. So 
the show's probably going to sell out, so I would get tickets for that early, folks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely do that. That's going to be a great week for you. Yeah, that, I'm now I'm starting to sweat. <laughs> Why? Because it's going to be... Well, okay, that's a lot of content. Like, I have to have my scary story ready by Friday. I have to have my love stories ready by Saturday. I have to be in the frame of mind for a telenovela that Thursday. I have to go to the gym. The gym? With Jason <laughs> that day, too. When I'm going to get out of that. When did you start going to the gym, man? Uh, like a couple weeks ago. And how's that working out for you? Oh, my God. Everything hurts all the time. Had you ever been a gym rat before? I'm still not a gym rat. <laughs> okay, but I have you ever been? I gym. No, I've, I've gone to the gym a couple of times. Uh-huh. But I've never been like fitness right. lifestyle person. Right. I've been more like stoner eat whatever i want person and is all this so that you could be a better comic or just a better person i want to be strong i want to outlast my enemies and i want to be able to like run and stuff yeah that's kind of what i'm going for you said that you'd always wanted to be a comic growing up who were some of like the comics that you really admired when I was a kid, it's kind of funny, but my like when I was a little kid, my favorite comic was Lewis Black and George Carlin, which nobody ever seemed to understand. Like, um, <laughs> so those were my first uh, favorite comics, and then I really liked Titus, and then obviously Mitch Hedberg's a huge icon in my household, um, and so that's what my brother and I would watch, like all the Comedy Central presents. Mm-hmm. Um, stand-up specials so I, I i like a lot of comics right? what, what right. about currently currently my favorite comics are maria bamford um mike berbiglia and john mulaney that's probably my top three i love john mulaney john mulaney's great Ber- yeah he's great you turned me on to a comic one of the first times we hung out talking comedy uh anthony jeselnik yeah he's interesting yeah i like him i i wouldn't say i'm like he's like a favorite but i like what he does i think he's really intelligent what what i really admire about anthony jeselnik is like while we're sitting there watching it is like how many times that he must have done that material at an open mic and just and, and had, had people, everybody hate him. Yes, right? Yeah. And that, that's that got to be crazy, but it, it really is. A, I think that's really a good lesson for comics of like just trying to develop your own voice and like really not caring uh, what kind of response you're getting, but you're just getting up there and, and finding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you it, if you think something is good and you have a glimpse of what you want it to look like, uh, you can't let people shut you down in the not that good stage. Right. Which is something I'm still figuring out because I feel like I have very great taste in comedy and what's funny. And I'm not as good of a writer of comedy as a consumer of comedy. How do yeah. you how do you do like in writing groups? Because like I like I can't make up my mind of like, do I do I like being do I like hanging out with like like getting like five people in a room and saying let's get together and write versus like setting time aside and writing on your own i i really like writing groups i've gotten a couple really good tags out of them i love tagging other people's stuff too Mm -hmm. um i think they're great yeah um but what i find most helpful is just being friends with comics 
because comics will remind, like say things like that's funny you should write that down yes and whereas like normal people don't say you should write that down when you say something funny or have a good idea so but i yeah i like groups i really like writing groups do you find do you find yourself like having to like schedule time like well because here's something that, that i've started doing a lot lately is that like i will spend like you said i just spend tons of time around comics and hang out with other comics but i also like try to to make a priority of like i'm gonna hang out with like a friend tonight that's not a comic and we're like not gonna do comedy we're just gonna just have a normal night no i just live my life man i'm not cognizant of anything okay (laughs) you should know this (laughs) i have no idea what i'm doing or why ever and you like but that's that works for you right i guess (laughs) i haven't died not yet we're all gonna die though eventually yeah oh let's not go that way yeah you quit i okay so now i'm gonna talk about like just that i know you right okay i cannot tell you how freaking happy and proud i am of you for quitting smoking like you talked about it and it would be like and just like oh just like being like your buddy and hanging out with you and but because like i don't smoke right so like i would spend half the night like where's emily like where's yeah i know you know and and i was a big smoker too like i was all about it it wasn't casual by any means but there's also something to be said though with about the networking that goes on in the smoking circles oh yeah it just it's such there's so much pretense involved like being able to approach people and go into groups and be less uncomfortable and excusing yourself to smoke has always been great for me for social situations. Uh, I'm still figuring out how to not smoke and be as awkward as I am. It's like much more difficult to make a graceful exit now. Oh, that's so true. I hadn't thought about that. Right. Yeah. Like anytime I'm feeling like, Oh, this is weird. I really want to change a venue. It's like, if I can't go to the bathroom that many times. So now you kind of got to sit in those in those feelings or sit in those emotions or like yeah, just, I'm just sitting there and being in being inside. It's it's crazy. I wonder if that's harder right now because it's it's cold outside. So like you kind of don't want to go outside, but maybe it won't be as as hard in the spring. I don't know. Maybe I'll be a, like healthier, less anxious, neurotic person uh-huh. by then. Stay tuned. How much coffee do you drink in a day? A lot. I'm noticing that. Yeah. How many coffees? How many cups have you had today? But you're not like all jittery and like, uh, well, but I'm just like kind of naturally down person and it takes a lot. I'm just like a sleepy person. Um, but today <laughs> I went to brunch, so I've had like six cups of coffee today. Oh, that's not crazy. Yeah, it's not. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. When I'm working, I'm taking I'm taking a little time off work right now. But when I'm at work, like sometimes I'll have like ten. Have you been? You've been at work when you weren't smoking yet, right? Like your your break yeah. from work hasn't been. Yeah, I I I have worked <clears throat> since I quit. So what did you do on your smoke breaks after you quit smoking? I ate cookies. Oh. Yeah. Wait. So a lot of people. Okay, let me ask you this. A lot of people, uh, they don't want to, they'll be like, no, I don't want to quit smoking because then I'm going to gain weight because I don't know what to do about my hands and my mouth. I don't give a fuck. I'll gain weight. (laughs) But like you haven't like substituted the smoking for something else. But the, I guess with the, with the nicker, with the nicotine gum. Yeah. The nicotine gum really helped. Um, 
Yeah, no, I've been doing pretty good. I think, I mean, I might be getting fatter. I don't know. I'm already fat. <laughs> You're not fat. I'm kind of fat. Uh, it's, it's what you say, right? Yeah. I, can't, I can't say that what you say is not right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. something. That, Don't gaslight me. No, that's something that like hanging out with like you and my other friend Dana, like you guys have really taught me how to be like more cognizant of like the things that I'm saying, because like I'm like that old guy that's just stuck in his ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like being friends with with someone like you has really helped me be cognizant of the, of the things I say and the the emotions I, 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 I give because like. Like I grew up in a different time mm-hmm. and I, I grew up in, in a, and I hate to say the word, but I grew up in a not woke era, yeah. you know? And so like to have these cool, young, forward, progressive thinking friends is really something good for me. Oh, you think I'm cool? Yes. Do you think I hang out with dorks? Yeah. Well, I kind of do, but yeah. you're a cool dork. I'm a cool dork. Yeah. I'm funky. Remember when you said that I was <laughs> funky on our way to a show and I had to unpack what that meant the entire ride to the show? <laughs> that was the last time we rode to a show together. Yeah, you're banned. Yeah. Yeah. I, I meant funky in a good way because funky's good. Yeah, I guess. It is. What, um, how... I might, yeah. I'm not gonna do the traditional. How was your holidays? What's your New Year's resolution? Nah, yeah. let's skip that stuff. Cool. Um, what are you gonna do tonight? Uh, I'm seeing a fella. All right. Yeah. What are you guys gonna do? Are you guys going to the movies? Are you guys just gonna go grab something to eat? I'm hoping for some Chinese takeout. Nice. What's your What's your go to Chinese place? I don't have one in Natomas. I'm going to have to find one. You know, if you're going to Natomas, are, are you, could you do Thai? I could I could fuck with some Thai. Yeah. Bangkok Garden in Natomas okay. is bomb. Okay. Yeah. And it's uh, right there. Uh, you never been to my old apartment, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? I used to have an apartment in Natomas. Yeah. Actually, I did go on the tour of places you'd formerly lived. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that I, that like, I took. Not a lot. I'm going to edit this out. You're the, making fun of me. The part, of go, the part <laughs> where I went to Lamont kind of sucked, but. Yeah. Well, but it smelled like cow. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. How was Mexico? Did you like Mexico? When we went to Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty tight. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I loved San Diego. San Diego was killer. I want to go back to that breakfast place with the Brussels sprout potatoes. That was the happiest I'd ever seen you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're so good. Can we go to San Diego like soon? We went to San Diego and had breakfast at the same place two days in a row. Yeah. I would have gone three if I could. I would have too. Yeah, that was bomb. And what? So okay, so we talked about your your upcoming shows. Yeah. And uh, any upcoming concerts? I don't do anything. Just, just Billie Eilish. Oh yeah. Is that the only thing you got coming up? I have no idea when that is. In, yeah, I guess so. It's in April. Yeah, I mean the Flaming Lips are coming to San Francisco. Are you I gonna catch go that? that? I hope so. I'm pretty broke right now, but. Where are they playing? I think. Fuck no. Where? Regency Ballroom, maybe? Oh. Yeah. Do they still tour a lot? Oh, yeah. They tour constantly. They're one of those bands that never stops. Yeah, they just don't stop. They just keep going. How long have they been around? Since the 80s. Really? Yeah. How many times have you seen them live? Three. Yeah, I would like to like see them constantly. Yeah. Yeah, you need to see them more than three. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to go this year. All right. 
Well, Emily, I'm so glad you stopped by today. Yeah. And we had this little chat. Sure. And we will see you at the Invisible Disabilities Comedy Show. Please on, do. On uh, the 19th of January. And then Telenovela. Telenovela. Love Horrors and Camp with Drew Abshner. Absher, yeah. Absher. I always say his name wrong. I'm also on Dr. Buddy on the 31st of January. Oh, okay. That's got Gail Jones on it. Yeah. Gail. She's great. She's great. I love her. Yeah. Did we talk about everything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I didn't want to talk about anything. <laughs> I don't like talking. You don't? No, I'm not a talker. They, I and mean, everyone says that, like, because a lot of comics will be like, no, nah, I don't want to talk. They'll be like, but you get up on stage and you talk to blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. No, that's different. That's yeah. A, that's like addressing. I can do that all day. Can you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right. Bye. Hey, man. That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you come back. Peace. Take care of one another.